0: Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first-class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. But before we get this show on the road, I want to say a quick thank you to GPS Radar for making this episode possible. GPS Raider is the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. If you are a devoted follower of street style, then you know that there are just a handful of photographers who you want to take your photo as you're arriving at a show. Or at the very least, as you're standing outside a show pretending to be super busy on your phone. One of them is the Brazilian-born, Australia-based photographer, Lee Oliveira. His visual signature is one of discretion. Unlike those concrete catwalk photographers that have you walk across the same crosswalk over and over again to get a shot, or ask you to stop and pose for them, Lee is more of a stealth snapper. Often, you don't even know that he's taken your photo until it appears in the Thursday style pages of the New York Times or on the newspaper's official NY Times fashion feed on Instagram. Just like the legendary Bill Cunningham, who was the godfather of street style photography, Lee isn't interested in taking photos of celebrities or head-to-toe branded outfits worn by influencers. Instead, it is the composition of the image itself, how someone's outfit is framed by its surroundings and the environment that really intrigues him. We caught up with Lee while he was in Australia, covering Australia Fashion Week. And I have to warn you, and I got to apologize for the sound quality of the recording of our phone conversation. It is really not the greatest. But what Lee has to say about his work and the fashion industry as a whole certainly is worth the effort. Lee, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It's a pleasure. (laughs) All right, so let's go back to the beginning. Um, I know you're from Australia, how did you get into photography? That wasn't your initial dream as a child from what I understand.
1: No, not really. I moved to Australia about 13 years ago mm-hmm. when I was dating my partner. Um, I'm still dating him, <laughs> you know, um, from London. So I located myself to, to Sydney, it started all over again, fresh, new job. New city, new friends. So my my first job it was to be an assistant of Ralph Lauren
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, as the store, like a retailer. Stayed there for quite a few years. Then I moved myself up a little bit to supervisor, manager. Um, two years later, I found myself working men's fashion, which is a brand called Caliber. Mm-hmm. From there, again, full-timer, manager, and then my last job with them was assistant manager. So I progressed myself into... I wanted to understand more into the fashion world, exactly how it runs. Uh, so to me, it was very important to understand from the ground, sales, material. Um, it, I think it's a very basic and important ABC to um, for me to enroll. Mm-hmm. Whatever I do I next in the future, so a few months later I got myself a ticket after working so many years with um, in retail and I went to New York and started shooting street style, which it was um a new thing for Australia. It was already happening in America and also um, in London, but um, I think I was the first one to.
0: But what made you decide to make that leap from working retail and the quality of the clothing and learning that side of things to say, like, I'm just going to buy a one-way ticket. Well, not a one-may, but go to, go to the States and start shooting. I mean, what what was that shift?
1: The interesting thing is that I never planned myself, to, you know, for doing it. I had clients, you know, back in my stores. They, they used to come to me and say, you have a good eye, why don't you start shooting, come up with a blog, uh, because a lot of my clients used to read also all different kinds of online content. And then I thought, it, it could be an idea, but um, again, it's very expensive. You know, photography is one of the most expensive hobbies you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not just the camera, there's the tools and the software. And the list goes on and I was lucky because I had friends with board, you know, land me the camera. So I took it, went to New York and my first Impression of New York, it was to be part of um, the independent fashion bloggers. I'm not sure if you know this. I it remember was, way back in the day, yeah. Way back in the days, I went um, to observe the industry to understand a little bit more how the system is operated when the digital, when the whole digital was shifting towards that era. So, got the chance to meet incredible people. Uh, I think it was the right time, the right place for me. When I got to understand um, how we structured, you know, it was almost me coming in a very different way. Uh-huh. My eye, if you know, from Australia, a place where we have lifestyle, beautiful sun, you know, uh-huh. s- sunshine, easy lifestyle, and then I go to crazy America when the whole fashion starts. So I think what I wanted to do is to to create visual. Uh So I started doing street, did not know many people, I didn't know the famous people were or the ET people were supposed to photograph, so I started my own way, shooting whoever I liked, the way I liked, um, and learning about composition, so to me, at the end of the day, to photograph, it was about the frame on frame. It mm-hmm. was not much the street paparazzi, which is still these days.
0: And so, how did you um, progress uh, as an artist to kind of come up? So you didn't know who the it girls were and all of that. Where the, I guess the question I actually want to ask: What was it like back then? Were were the others? Were there a lot of street style photographers? How were you received um, uh, within the group or the community of street style photography? I mean, what was it like in the at that time?
1: I was new. So it's almost going to. new university when you don't know many people you always get some people don't talk to you Mm -hmm. some people that you know welcomes you it was very sh- it was very small the quantity of photographers it was not many publications back those times mm-hmm. even digital i was progressing into just my own website mm-hmm. so it was i was the second generation if i put it that way okay you know there was the first generation when everybody already had the jobs in style.com and they had on Vogue and harper's bizarre mm-hmm. so i went solo so what i wanted to To learn, it's my own way before I approach any publication. Mm -hmm. I wanted to come up with my own signature. if I was welcomed, yes and no, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, we are still competitors. Mm-hmm. We try to, you know, to show all different visions that mm-hmm. we have. Um, I got to meet wonderful people, mm-hmm. but I got to meet some very interesting people. Yeah, the fame uh, is
0: interesting. <laughs> the fame yeah. is interesting. Well, then talk about, when you talk about your own style and your own composition, first, how would I, if I was looking at a wall of, of street style photos, how would I be able to spot your shots? What is your composition? What makes you stand out? I like to
1: believe my images have a bit of personality. I like to give them a storytelling. It could be from outside the show. It could be from a show. A majority of the times I like to capture moments. It's very, it's very... uh, To me, composition, it's 99% of communication. It's the body language. It's so... It's so hard to explain to you when I'm just about to click because I never know what I'm clicking. And even when I'm doing a light test on the street or inside the show, sometimes that image becomes one because there's so much elements around the image. It's always, almost a frame on frame. I don't focus just in the subject. For example, if you're talking about a particular person coming out of the streets, like I have to shoot that person. She's going to be the main focus of it. With my images, I like to give... The whole composition, as in someone behind, or is someone on the phone, or, or I like to give a story, not just. you
0: want them in situ? You I, want them want, them I wanted to give a universe. trend,
1: a story, mm-hmm. uh, 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 a moment because I can't replicate that moment. I mm-hmm. can probably just ask the person to walk again if I wanted to, but then I would lose it. So in my days um, a lot of we never used to stop here we used to let all the editors and then the um, the ET girls and and the guys walk normally to the shop now there's a sense that you have to stop you have to take the photo mm-hmm. you got to you know got to be uh, under the sun so sometimes when you just start Producing too much content uh-huh. in just one image, it loses the focus of that, or you lose the message. Uh-huh. So, street photography has always exi- has always existed uh-huh. um, back in those days. So, so, when I look into inspiration, I always go for documentaries. avedon the Suberge Brothers, when they used to be the raw. It was not not searching. I want to blur the background, you uh-huh. know. I don't want to this. I want to Photoshop that. It was so real, uh-huh. and that's sometimes what I like to do. I like she kept a moment and let the other people analyze the photo and find something interesting to talk about it
0: I love that uh, so let's talk a little bit about um, etiquette, street style etiquette. When you started, again, it was a smaller group. You said you didn't stop people on the street. Back then it was people were able to walk and do their business, and, and now it's definitely become such an, an industry, and selling street style photography has become its own industry. Um, is there sort of etiquette in relationship to how you photograph or, or how the pack work, the pack of photographers that works? I mean, what is, what is that environment like? I mean, are there certain rules that you have to abide by?
1: Well, I... Or unwritten rules? No, there's no there's no such a thing as unwritten rules. I personal thing is I stopped asking people back in the days because when I started asking them to take the photos, they all said no to me. Because <laughs> they did not know who I was or which publication I was from. Um the sense that I felt as if you stop someone the first questions like which publication work for, Mm -hmm. it was not just about the publication, it's about it's just a moment, I just want to photograph you regardless to whatever it's going to go Mm -hmm. Um, so that way it became kind of a paparazzi, so people were just more interested in the publication rather than just the photo Mm -hmm. I would say a lot of people don't understand about composition and photography and they're very focused with themselves Mm -hmm. Um, etiquette way, yes uh, there is a desperation on the street if you can call it people wanted to to be famous they wanted to have the, the 10 15 minutes fame out of the street style um, the street these days to me has divided in so many layers you have the street paparazzi where you see a particular influencer wearing nothing, you know, like nothing (laughs) substantial, and then people just run, running, it was never my old days, I never ran for (laughs) a particular picture, if it's there, I'll capture, because that's the moment, but... And then you have the paparazzi for the PRs, where you know people, some PRs dress some particular influencers to get photographed by the photographers. So you lose the sense of that. And then you have the original people, where they mix the high and lows, the Mm -hmm. vintage, um, just true identity. Because I've been doing this for eight years, I would Mm -hmm. say it's coming up to eight years. So I get the sense of who is more natural, mm-hmm. who is more engaging to my lens. It's mm-hmm. not about, I'm not here to do anyone's, you know, nobody's job. They yeah. can have their own work. They can have their own networking. Mm-hmm. I don't discriminate anyone's position when it comes to self-expressing themselves. <laughs> but in a way, when it comes to my photography, it needs to, it needs to have a frame on face. Mm-hmm. You know, you can wear your, Um, Borrowed clothes, um, or you can you can also wear something that it doesn't really suit you sometimes, (laughs) but it it, it goes back to the picture. Mm -hmm. If it's the picture, it's great. Um, I think it's about colouring trend, something informative. I like to I like to learn something from the person. It's Mm -hmm. either trend or Mm colour, something. It's just so unnecessary to talk about. You know, sometimes. bloggers because it's just such a specific subject they're very talented Mm -hmm. but there's some of them they have their own opinion and they have their own self style Mm -hmm. but there is others who doesn't have either Mm -hmm. either. they'll just go
0: to wherever the next the next free outfit is from you mean yeah Yeah. it can be okay all right so you mentioned earlier about like people would say well what are you shooting for before i pose for you You now shoot for the New York Times. How did that relationship come about? Because that is like, let's be honest, a dream gig for most photographers. Any photographer, the the New York Times is like the pinnacle.
1: I was very lucky. Mm -hmm. I had the relationship with the Times even before Instagram started. I used to uh, work on my own images and publish them online. So they used to come to me and and basically buy my images and requesting them to, to put into the Thursday style. When Instagram was... You know, I would say about a year just happened. Mm-hmm. They approached me and said, "We are going to go digital. Um, we've been having a relationship for over a year. How how would, comfortable would you feel if we um, let you basically look after our account in the digital?" It's like it's such a big responsibility, you know, responsibility because I have to be very specific what we're looking for. What um, kind of images engages with the outside world because we live in a bubble with but I wanted to. I wanted to give them a reality of what's outside the show or what's inside the show. So my consistent with them, uh, it was just to come up with something new every season. Now uh, I'm lucky because I have other colleagues also contributing, so it doesn't. I don't have to do pretty much everything. It's hard to be everywhere, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's hard to attend every single show mm-hmm. and also publishing everything live. It's to me, it's just a normal job. It's mm-hmm. just getting up in the morning, shoot as much content. And and, and and wonderful pictures that yeah. I try to to find and publish and give, you know, the real people um, a good story.
0: Is there a, a particular show or city or a location that? You're like you get super excited because you know that there you're gonna get some amazing imagery. I mean, is there is there always, something that you can kind of bank on that that's always gonna be something good, to, good for gonna give good photo? I guess is the terminology. I like
1: Milan. Milania was just um, Milania was was one of the first cities that all opened their arms for me. Hmm. Gave me um, the visual. It gave me the style to mm-hmm. learn. Um, and also the streets. Yes, yeah, so where we were Vic Bagnone, mm-hmm. it's actually a very the,
0: senti- the, the It's, it's, it's course, just a yeah. very
1: sentimental place to watch uh, your photograph because you can always get beautiful shots out there. It's something about the light, something about the corner. Um, places in Milan is very magical to me. It's just it's it's a perfect composition. Hmm. if you think about it.
0: Okay. So then, um, things that I hear from a lot of different people is that shooting the fashion shows today, it, you know, you just can't make any money. They're the giant, you know, groups now that are that are doing all of the photography. What besides working with the Times are you, Are you like, to get into the nitty-gritty for, for a photographer who might want to do what you do one day, how do you make a living at this? How do you support yourself? Is it stuff you post on the blog that people buy? Do you do partnership with brands and do shoots? I mean, what else besides the New York Times are you doing to making its meet as it were going
1: back to the street photography this is my coverage. that's my job yeah. to come here and cover the streets the shows and presentations as much as I can do mm-hmm. so that's my freelance job mm-hmm. when when I'm not working or covering for them I still shoot I'm very lucky these days because there is people who likes my photography so I get to shoot the shows the campaigns the lookbooks, or anything like that and in ex- an extension to that I became a stylist so when I have clients in Brazil who I dress Um, so that's my whole it's my other job as well and then when it comes to creative content um, I think living on the streets for the past eight years if you call it that um, you know watching you know the shows four times four times a year four different seasons I think I got a lot of visual content for myself Mm -hmm. so I developed uh, my own way of being directing small campaigns, videos, um, I like videos, I like the way it's going, I like the way it's progressing. Yeah, you
0: started to do more videos now. It's Video about personality.
1: Okay. In pictures you can easily hide the personality from a particular person, mm-hmm. but in videos you have to capture, the, you know, the true moment of whatever you're working on it. So, um, um, I am I get your style. And I get to shoot things that I like and I also have to I also get to direct things that I that's interesting. It
0: sounds pretty like a pretty sweet gig you've got going. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk technical. What do you like to shoot with? What are the what do you have to have with you, you know, when you come to come to shoot a season of shows? What's your camera? What's your kit and caboodle? What do you use?
1: I'm very simple when it comes to photography. I have just a Canon, um, mic four. 50 lens um, 1.2 I always stick to one lens because you have to know your surroundings because once you start changing you start losing your signature Um, every time I talk to new photographers they come to me uh, which is the same similar question to yours Mm -hmm. is like what do you use on the street um, I think what you gotta use is what it speaks to you the most—the mm. type of lens, the type of camera. So you know the settings, you know the situation. Um, outdoor photography—it's very tricky. One day you can have super bright blue skies when the oh. image is gonna get—you know—it's gonna get super, you know, you can say super white. Mm-hmm. But then you know you have raining days that the is gonna get super dark. So. I found my own way to be simple, to be precise. In Fashion Week, as we know, walking around, we don't have much things to take with us. Mm -hmm. It's a cable and a charger. I have my little Apple stick, when I just upload the images straight away from my camera to the phone. And, and that's it. That's so simple. It's pretty straightforward. It's got to keep simple and, and, and simple and quick.
0: Okay. All right, so you kind of answered this question just now, but so then what advice, because again, it seems to be a very saturated market. Do you, would you recommend that anybody come in and try and do what you do and do the street-style photography and move from there? And if you do think that that's still a viable avenue for people, what would you recommend them to do? What would be your advice for a young person starting out? I
1: think street photography is a very strong tool mm-hmm. in the industry, it's a very powerful platform that helps, it has helped many people mm-hmm. these days, um, not only their own image but their own brands as well and you progress to something else I think the street to a lot of us, it's the beginning of what can we learn from there and what can, how can we progress from there, mm-hmm. um, I get stopped pretty much um, every week when it comes to new photographers want to break into the industry, so my advice you know, to them still these days as in, you have to Find your own signature, mm-hmm. the way you photograph. What's your message? What you really like, um, and and find your own way to shoot. It's not. It's such an artistic thing to put into a camera, into the screen, and and make people think about your your photo because. An image you're supposed to look at sometimes and analyze, you know, all the composition around, behind, on the side. So you need to have a story. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: That's that's my my philosophy in a way.
0: Alright, so I pretty much see you everywhere I go, and I go pretty much everywhere. How do you handle the work-life balance with with a job that is basically nonstop on the go? And on top of that, you're in Australia, so you've got that you know aspect to deal with. It. It's not a you know quick flight from back to London or back to Paris or whatever. Can you talk about how you try and stay sane.
1: Yeah, I live in a very nice country <laughs> where there is lifestyle. I don't. I intend to um, to work during Fashion Week and go back to my neutral zone. Okay. Um, I think that's what keeps me focused. Um, I don't work every day I don't have photo shoots every day but then when I'm not doing that I'm studying I like documentaries reading a book it's to keep it insane to me is to keep it quiet to keep my mind quiet because when I'm here as, as you probably know our mind it's pretty much it's 24-7 we yeah. never stop uh, publishing live talking about the new trends because we've got to do something fast for the you know the public to, to basically observe what we are uh, Promoting during Fashion Week, um, yoga. like uh, in the morning every day, ten, <laughs> fifteen minutes. A good stretch, get my mindset, and, and never know what rock. I'm expecting.
0: <laughs> and you're ready to go. Okay, I'm going to ask you these um, five generic fashion questions that I ask everybody. So the first question is, uh, what is your favorite piece of clothing that you own? The most, your most cherished piece of clothing.
1: My caps. Your caps. Yes.
0: All right, so you guys, you can't see this, but he's wearing a bright pink ha- baseball cap. Is it always bright pink, or do you change it up?
1: No, it's a Yankees. Oh, it's a Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, it depends. Okay. It's my own signature. I think I just found my own way. The cap? To keep the, Yes, the cap, to keep the light down.
0: Okay. Um, what would you say, you've seen so many amazing women on the street photograph so many amazingly beautiful, but is there one thing that you think if any woman or every woman should invest in, if there's one item that they really should all sp- spend a chunk of change on, what would that be?
1: Rather than just focus much and just, if, I'm gonna, if I buy a Loewe bag, am I going to be photographed in a way? I think my suggestion would be have a personality. Bring your Loewe and bring your personality.
0: I like that answer. What uh, fashion designer, living or dead, would you love to have dinner with? Donatella. Donatella Versace?
1: Donatella Versace.
0: Have you met her? Have you spoken to her? No, I
1: haven't. I've seen her backstage.
0: Yeah, she's a treat. You would have such a blast. She is a unique individual. I really love her. What fashion trend would you never follow?
1: Wearing plastic on the street.
0: You know, you're not the first to say that. I agree. Plastic, I don't get it, especially in the summer.
1: Yeah, no, me either. Yeah, we yeah, just sure. showed, we saw a show today was plastic. Lots you know? of
0: plastic this season. I don't know how the guys are going to do it. Makes me
1: wonder what happened to the fashion sustainability.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all about transparency, don't you know? And last question, what do you love most about fashion? I
1: like the dedication of some people. Very inspiring to watch others. You know, I can see the passion on others and that gives me passion to even work my own way
0: thank you, thank you so much Lee for taking gotcha. the time really appreciate it don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt no problem, just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically, no fuss no muss Fashion Your Seatbelt is made possible thanks to the wonderful people at Launchmetrics, the software company that is powering the fashion industry, and GPS Radar, the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect in style. I am a member of GPS Radar, and I can tell you, as a journalist, it has made my work-life run much more smoothly. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.